I was having a conversation with my son and daughter the other night and came to another of those parenting aha moments when I realized I needed a refresher course in today's language and today's culture, especially the culture of my teenagers. And I study this stuff. Today, it's virtually impossible to keep up with all the latest information and innovations that are needed to, well, adequately understand the world our kids live in, much less protect and guide them through it. And if your family, like so many others, has both parents in the full-time workforce, keeping abreast of all your kids' digitally induced influences becomes even harder. Yet much of it is hazardous to their emotional well-being, maybe even their souls. And we, as the parents and stewards of our children, need to be aware of what's out there and have a ready plan for how to guide and respond to everything coming their way. Well, whether your kids have access to their own digital devices or not, today's program should be very beneficial to both you and your child. And we'll dive in today on License to Parent. Well, hello. Welcome back to License to Parent. This is the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long residential program for teens in crisis located just north of Atlanta. Our host is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. I'm Rich Rosel. And Trace, I know you don't like the idea of minors having unfettered access to smartphones, but I also know you, and you're not actually opposed to kids having Internet access per se, right? No, not at all. I actually want my kids to have access to the Internet. But, you know, I, like any sane parent, want that access to be limited to information that's age-appropriate for my kid. And, and that's more likely to happen when his or her access is approved, monitored, and guided by a responsible parent. And I firmly believe that giving my kid uh, his own addictive device that offers unfettered access to unfettered information for an unfettered amount of time on his own hip pocket 24-7, no less, is absolutely insanity. And I know Christian parents will disagree with me about this, uh, just like they disagree about abortion or gay marriage or myriad of other seemingly no-brainers to the plain reading of Scripture and the traditional understanding of prudence and what used to be called common sense. But as we remind parents often on this program, Rich, today's predominantly postmodern view of the world has taken common sense I mean, right out of the equation to a large extent, uh, e- even for a lot of Christians. Yeah, and, and right here, I think uh, we really should note that you can't have common sense in the equation when the subjectivity of my truth or your truth transcends or is even in conflict with what we would call the truth, mm-hmm. which is why it's especially important for Christian parents to be committed to the authority of Scripture and to what we always talk about, a biblical worldview. Yeah, but but sadly, without realizing it, and to one degree or another— Subjectivity is exactly what has blinded and or skewed the, the, the biblical worldview of way too many Christians today. Uh, you, you tell someone the sky is blue today, and they say, no, to me it's green, and, and for no better reason than they want it to be green. Okay, One's anatomy and chromosomes give not just evidence but scientific proof to the fact that a person is a male, but that same person wants to be a female. And, and seemingly the whole world has drank that Kool-Aid uh, and, and buying into the idea uh, and the delusion uh, of that person, uh, despite the science, no less. But, you know, folks like you and, and I, uh, we're the nut jobs and the haters just for saying the emperor has no clothes. I mean, where do you go with that, Rich? So we're all made to play right along with it, and it sure looks like the same thing in the case of otherwise intelligent parents giving their kids smartphones, as I see it, and all while their kids acquire all the same appetites, habits, and addictions that have the rest of America's lemmings 
entertaining, amusing, and indulging themselves toward a godless existence. But parents are going to argue that their kids are just going to see it and hear it anyway. You mm-hmm. know, over on their friends' devices, if they stay over it with with the friends or they're hanging out with the friends, they're going to see this. So how do you respond to well, that? Well, I say then let them be exposed with all on their friends' device and not something you've provided them. Uh, you can stand before your kids and your God and tell them uh, both that, you know, it didn't happen on my watch. Uh, scripture says that we're not to exasperate our kids or provoke them to anger. But how are we not doing just that when we allow them unbridled access to images and content that even adults should never be exposed to? And all for the sake of being relevant and culturally informed? Are you kidding me? The Lord's Prayer says, lead us not into temptation. But that's exactly what we do when we give our kids unbridled access to these addictive adult toys. Again, the internet filtered on a desktop or a laptop overseen by and or engaged with, preferably, parents in the middle of a living room or den or some other central location in the house. I get that. I I do it with them. But (laughs) use it as a bonding tool for developing relationships with your kids and, and training them how to engage the internet responsibly. Don't allow them... Uh, to, to use it as a weapon of mass family destruction, for crying out loud. And what did Luther say? He says, you can't keep the birds from flying over your heads, but we can't keep them from building a nest in our hair. So anyway, today's guest uh, works with a ministry called Axis. Uh, Axis can be a tremendous tool to, uh, to parents who are, who are trying to better understand you know, their kids' world, uh, the world they're growing up in today, and especially for those parents who are determined to give their kids their own smartphone. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to him today. Well, as am I, and he's a repeat guest here on Licensed to Parent. David Eaton is the president and the co-founder of Axis. We've had him on the program before, but it's been a while, so we wanted to have him back on because... Well, parents really need the kind of help and information that Access offers. Uh, David founded Access because of his passion to see the good news about Jesus transform students and families and culture and the entire, as he puts it, beautiful but broken world in which we live. Uh, as president, he spends his time collaborating with the Access team, sharing their vision, creating compelling and intriguing content. Uh, he's been a blessing before, and in fact, he's got a resource we're going to tell you about at the end of the program to help you be better equipped to deal with some of the issues that your Mm. kids may start discussing around the dinner table. You don't want to be caught blindsided. But uh, by the way, my notes say that uh, David has done a bit of traveling in his work. He uh, spent time in 17 countries over the course of 10 months. Wow. I haven't done the math on that, but that's a lot. Anyway, we're glad that he's with us uh, in our part of the world. Uh, David and his wife, Lindsay, by the way, are parents as well. They've got a daughter named Shiloh, Abigail, and David. Glad to have you with us. Thanks for being on Licensed to Parent. Welcome back. I'm so, I'm so flattered. Thanks for having me. And wow, all those nice things you said about me. <laughs> so let's talk about the smartphone. I mean, the, the resource we're going to mention at the end, we'll mention it now, is a free resource called the Culture Translator. And it's a free email that just helps you join the conversation that culture is already having with your kids. It takes a three, minute, three minutes to read every Friday. But, uh, Trace, I, I completely agree with you. And I think parents completely agree with you. I think the real issue is how. How do you do it? I definitely think I've spent the last year studying and thinking and working on the smartphone, all because um, of a story that happened. I'm a very part-time youth pastor of, as well as like working at Axis. And I had a mom invite me over to her house, she's a single mom, to talk with her two children about their smartphone usage. And I remember coming over thinking, hey, this is going to be easy. I have great rapport with these, with these young students or these older students. They're awesome kids. And it was World War III. Wow. And it, um, it was just, and I felt very naive. 
when I walked away from the house. And actually, as I was walking down the steps past some beautiful flowers, uh, the younger daughter, who was a junior in high school, said to me, this is like the parting shot. She's like the stricter the parent, the sneakier the child. And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, 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 and I didn't have a response. And it wasn't like, she wasn't being mean. She was just telling me her perspective mm-hmm. on the whole situation. And the thing is, is they come from, uh, their parents are not, are divorced. And so the, the moral of the story is this ended with kids getting two phones, one phone for their dad's house and one phone for their mom's mm-hmm. house. And so the mom and dad started fighting with each other over how much usage they got with their phone. And so what I did is I said, man, I just got my butt kicked. Like, I should know better than this. Here I am running access for the last 10 years. I had some ideas. And so the next thing that we did is we just said, Look, I'm going to go in the bunker. I'm going to go to the woodshed, and I'm going to figure out how to help parents with this not only gain control to set the right boundaries, but do it while earning trust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, like we're in a situation right now, which it's really awesome. iOS 12 is out and Google family link. Again, almost all parents I saw, talked to have no idea about this, but parents can completely control their kids' phones, that bedtimes, that time limits, just shut the phone off whenever they want. Um, they can do so much on it. And so not only does access help you, learn how to set up all those boundaries, but we're going to help you do that in a way that helps you gain trust instead of lose it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've written, we have these four very important conversations to have. We could head that direction um, in this radio show. We also have a 30 day smartphone reboot that will help you just totally flip it. Because another big issue is that it's not just like our kids issue. Like the phone is like a challenge for all of us. Like it beckons us. There are so many problems that come from it. So I, you know, and I think even as you're saying, Trace, and I loved it, is like, hey, you can't just give unfettered access. If you're a parent listening to this, here's something really practical you can take home. And this is, should be something, a mantra that you repeat over and over again, is that we're better in community than we are in isolation. And so, and I, I bet you guys uh, <laughs> model this at, Shepherd Hill, at Shepherd's Hill, right? Absolutely. Like, it's like, we're made for community. We need relationship. And like the phone offers us this like privacy and like this idea of like, I have a right to privacy. No, you do not. I mean, that's a right that you give up as a Christian, I think. And like, it's a, yeah, like you don't want the government like spying on you or like, Oh, we have Alexa in our house. It's going to be listening to everything we say. Uh, no, it's not. Um, but like, this is more of like as human beings, we realize that we need each other and we are made for other people in order to survive and thrive. But we're made so, but yeah, we're, we're crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, but we're made for other people in in all the facets of communication, uh, facial expressions, uh, touch, TV, phones and, and radio took a little bit of that away, but the the smartphone takes it all away. But you made a comment about a, a girl who said the stricter the parent, the sneakier the child. And I I just want to say that 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 comment came from a minor, obviously whose brain isn't fully <laughs> developed, okay? Because my experience is that's true when there's strictness without relationship. You know what I hear from kids all the time? I hate my mom. I hate my dad. Why? They never tell me no. And that World War Three thing, you know what, parents? Sometimes there's no other option than to do battle. Do battle. Your kids want you to do the battle, and they don't want to win. They want parents who are older, wiser, bigger, stronger, and more determined to do right than they are to do wrong. That's where their sense of security comes from. And so when it comes to smartphones, go through the World War III, whatever you have to do, get with the folks at Axis, get a, get a good game plan going, but you've, you cannot give them unfettered access to those addictive adult toys. 
Yes, Trace, I would say, and I have another great answer that I received from Grandpa Bob that I will tell you guys the stricter, sneakier conundrum after the break. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Okay, and we do need to take a break. Our guest on License to Parent is David Eaton, the co-founder and president of Axis. You can connect with them online at axis.org. And while there, you can sign up for that cultural translator. Uh, actually, the direct link to that is axis.org forward slash CT. Back with more on License to Parent right after this. Everywhere we go, we're surrounded by screens. Have we entered into a techno-utopia or a virtual prison? Prison. Prison. Is our social experience richer and deeper or more shallow and artificial? Discover insightful answers to these questions in the documentary DVD, Captivated, Finding Freedom in a Media Captive Culture. You'll learn from media experts, church leaders, and inspiring individuals and families from across the country, including Trace Embry and students from Shepherds Hill Academy. Most importantly, you'll discover how God's Word addresses the unique media challenges we face today. Captivated, finding freedom in a media captive culture. Available in the store at licensedtoparent.org. Proceeds benefit the Shepherds Hill Academy Scholarship Fund. Teen rebellion, depression, addiction, rage, cutting, and suicide are destroying our families today. But there is a way out. Shepherd's Hill Academy offers a 12-month, Christ-centered, nonprofit residential program where kids are being transformed with a biblical worldview and often medication-free. Christian apologist Ravi Zacharias is just one of many Christian leaders who understands what's happening at Shepherd's Hill Academy. It really is such an honor to come alongside Shepherd's Hill Ministries and Licensed to Parent to rescue those who have been seduced along the way. Uh, I cannot gainsay how important this is, and to get behind a ministry like this, one will find the rewards to be extremely powerful in changing society. Get the help you need at Shepherd's Hill Academy. Go to helpmytroubledteen.org helpmytroubledteen.org You're listening to License to Parent, and you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. A reminder, while you're there, you can check out past conversations we've had with a variety of guests on a variety of topics, all intended to make you an intentional parent, to head you down the course to parenting with a biblical worldview and uh, taking on culture in the right way so as to influence it positively rather than having to hide out in a bunker somewhere. But uh, today we're talking about how to equip ourselves and our kids, especially when it comes to digital technology and some of the new changes in our culture as a result of smartphones and uh, and unfettered internet access, as we've been talking about. Our guest today is David Eaton, the co-founder and president of Axis. Again, you can connect with them online at axis.org and be sure to sign up for the cultural translator. David, right before the break, you were talking about some uh, magic words of sorts that you learned from Grandpa Bob. What were those words? So this young lady said, the stricter the parent, the sneakier the child. I was jammed. I started asking all the wise people I knew, what's the answer to that kind of, you know, that enigma? And Grandpa Bob nailed it. 
He, he actually answered it with another question. He said, are you raising a sin concealer or are you raising a sin confessor? Oh, cool. I like that. Because it's, so, you know, instead of like, obviously it's a false, con- I mean, like the stricter and the sneakier, yes, but that assumes a lack of trust. That's the sleight of hand. Right. And so instead, he's saying, of course, you should have trust. And, you, you know, are you teaching them to conceal their sin? Or are you teaching them to confess your sin? The only way you know that is by, are you modeling confession appropriately with your kid? Mm-hmm. So, again, this idea of the smartphone, it really, you know, there's all these scary symptoms, right? Like porn, awful, like addiction, awful, anxiety, awful, bad, bad stuff. People who are encouraging your kid to do bad things. But at the root of it is an issue of trust. And is the smartphone parenting your kid or are you parenting your kid? Because it will become the new parent. Yes. And if your kid doesn't trust you, they would much rather say, hey, what is oral sex? And they look it up on you know, Google when they're seven years old instead of saying, well, can I have this awkward conversation with mom? Yeah. And so here's the big question. And I'm going to ask Trace, I'm going to ask you this. I have an answer myself. But what would you say to a parent who says, at what age should I get my kid a smartphone? What would your answer be? Well, I, I would give them the, the same answer that the, you gave me in the break. Uh, that's the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> I think the challenge is like, that's the big question. And the challenge is what it assumes. It assumes that your kid goes from having 0% access to a smartphone to 100% access. And you mentioned this a couple of times. Um, but I think both of those assumptions are wrong. So when should I get my kid a smartphone? So going from 0% to 100%, your kid is never going to be at 0% smartphone unless right. you like live in the woods without running water or electricity. Does it sound familiar? Right, exactly. You know, like you're... Like, then you, then you, that is true, 0% access. But if they go to school, they're just one friend away from having their friend hand them a phone and say, hey, look at my pics. And I think the important thing to ha- say here is like, yeah, like, you have to instill a love of righteousness and actually take your kid's innocence away early on and teach them things that you don't want to talk about because the internet is going to on their friend's phone, even if they have 0% of a phone. But then the idea is like, well, they go from 0% to 100%. And well, that, I think that's also a false dichotomy. Um, the, you know, parents, one of the greatest regrets that parents tell us is they gave their kid a phone in a box for Christmas or a birthday or something like that. And it's just like, here's this thing. And whoops, I didn't know about it. And so I think the correct process is to say, hey, we're on a journey of trust with a destination of independence. I'm going to give you 12% access to this phone. And it's not even your phone. It's my phone. And I think Something I want to get really practical for the parents who are listening right now, um, because the second answer to what age should you get your kid a phone, you should get them a phone when you're willing to have multiple conversations with them about it a week for the rest of their time inside your home. I mean, it's like going to be one of those things. I mean, I had a dad say to us, he says, I spend three to four grand a year on all of our family's devices, you know, hardware and data only to get in a yelling match once a week with our kids. Like this is miserable to me. So when you do get them a phone, like, you're going to be having this conversation all the time. So if you're not ready to have the conversation, then, but you are because you have what it takes. So I think there's like, uh, here, here are the seven domains, parents, as we've been thinking about this, non-negotiables, location, time, internet, app store, texting, and social media. There, I just nailed you with all seven. Now, the last four, internet, app store, texting, and social media are all controlled on the phone with third, you can bring third-party software in on this, but they're all different they're just all different. They all have different rules of engagement. And then the first three are kind of interesting. So non-negotiables would be like when Trey sits down with his kids or Rich, you sit down or I sit down with mine and say, Hey, no sneaky apps. I'm going to know all your passwords. We don't, we don't hide things from each other. There's going to be no pornography ever. Sexting is always wrong. We're going to stay away from hookup apps. You know, like 
and illegal. Like we're not going to like, if the law says no, like being on your phone while you're driving, um, then we're not going to do that. So I think there's like a whole like non-negotiable and this has nothing to do with the phone. Right. I mean, it has to do with the phone, but it has nothing to do with like setting. Right. Has, has to do with yeah. personal behavior and personal responsibility. Character. Yeah. It has to do with what we love as a family. And so if we love God and we love others, we're not going to look at porn because it's going to destroy us. It's going to destroy other people. I think we, we get upside down if we talk about morality when we don't talk about it in terms of love. We talk about it in terms of behavior. I think a lot of, I mean, I think right. when you have disordered loves, you love the wrong things too much and you don't love the right things enough. And so when parents are trying to lay out like why they're doing certain things, I think it's really easy to just say, here's a list of things that we're running away from instead of here are the things that we're running towards. Mm-hmm. And we're running towards God. We're t- running towards better relationships. We're running towards deeper intimacy. We're running towards a better relationship with your spouse someday and more sexual function. You know, like you're going to be sexually dysfunctional if you're looking at porn because it is a super stimulus. It's going to spike your brain and you're going to be incapable yeah, of certain forms that. of intimacy with your spouse someday. So I know I just, that's, that's my point in, in saying that. And I think, man, somebody's going to probably hate me on this, but you <laughs> have to realize what you're made out of. Right. And then you have to in, insert yourself into community. So Jeez, there I, you go. as a 35-year-old adult, have limits on my phone. I do not have Safari on my phone. I, I don't even have email on my phone sometimes. Like right now, I do not have email on my phone, but not because of porn. I don't have email on my phone because I get addicted and I am, I'm sucky at relationships because I'm always thinking about the next email. Well, what a terrible dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, I, I'm incapable of boundaries with email. So I take it off my phone. But you made a decision beforehand, before the iron was hot to make that. And that's why accountability yeah. is so important. You know, uh, the Make other a decision while you're sober. I mean, there I think that's really important is like when you're, when you're drunk off of like lust or passion or you're hurt or you're lonely or you're tired or you're in your bedroom or you're in a hotel room um, and you have your phone right there with you mm-hmm. as a traveling minister like me who travels and speaks. Well, you know what? That's why I don't have <laughs> it on my phone. It's because I'm trying to make a decision that is healthy while I'm sober, while I'm thinking clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you can't handle perfect moderation, sometimes you have to have abstinence. And so, <laughs> right. and so the phone presents you with a lot of moral dilemmas that didn't exist beforehand. And, and I want to get to the location and time. I, I mentioned these seven sure. things that talked about non-negotiable. Sure. I just think there's, uh, when it comes to location, that's a whole other conversation you have with your kid. It's like, and again, like, should you have phones in the bedroom? I think you shouldn't. Um, should you have phones? What about a friend's house in the car, at church, at school, during homework, at meals, in the bathroom, in the shower, because phones are IP 67 waterproof or, you know, like waterproof up to a meter for 30 minutes. Right. Um, I think another question of time. And again, these location has nothing to do with like settings on the phone. It has to do with policies of the family and what the family cares about. Um, time is like, how much time do you get? I think one of the most brilliant things we heard from a family is they have a tech curfew. And so they decided as a family on when to have a tech curfew, and they put their devices to bed. So that kind of thing. There's just so many conversations right. on the phone. And these conversations need to be had early on. My kids knew, you know, when, when they were young. I mean, you know, kindergarten, first grade, we talked about dating. You know, we talked about uh, cell phone use and uh, before smartphones came out. And they knew all through their childhood, uh, young, these are going to be the boundaries. And so when they got of age to where most kids are doing this and that and the other— 
my, my kids knew they weren't going to have access to this, you know, the, the, unfettered access anyway. Uh, but my, you're, you're a super parent. If you're talking to your kids about this early on, you're a super parent. You know, so what do you do when you're in the place where you have a 14-year-old and you have lost hope, right? And you gave them a smartphone three years ago or their mother gave them a smartphone three years ago or father if you're divorced. And just because it was like easy. Mm-hmm. And because they were begging you for it, you wanted them to just shut up and like quit asking you for a phone, like every breathing. So what do you say to a parent who's lost up hope, who didn't have the conversations that you had with their four-year-old and, you know, like how, like just have a spine, just have a backbone, like how well, do you even say, Trace? Yeah, I, I call it the crescendo of crisis. Uh, and, and, and these are things that uh, sometimes, you know, like I've had to go to my kids and say, I was wrong, man. Will you please forgive me? I, Dad made us, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I, I didn't have all the information, you know, and, and that, that takes a, 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 you know, a special moment that it really brings a, a better bond uh, with your kids uh, to say I was wrong. And this, and, and you have to go to your kids and say, look, I gave you a smartphone a few years ago. I was terribly wrong. I screwed up big time. And then you have to have that spine you're talking about to prepare to do battle. Because it's it's kind of like when you know when you've had sex for the first time you you you're really going to stop after that I mean it's really tough right so you've you've tasted of the forbidden fruit you're not going to want to give this up but if the kid knows you're on their team and you're not you're not button heads with them on it you're in the you're in the trenches with them we're gonna we're gonna work on this together and here's why you may not even understand this but you're gonna have to trust me as a parent and that trust if you didn't get it those first 14 years then you got to do all you can to get it back now and and again it starts with an apology and i think a lot of parents whether they realize it or not owe their kids an apology for the things that they've allowed the, they've allowed the culture to influence them on rather than the good book and the spirit of god mm-hmm. David, our time is up for today. I was uh, just going to mention we uh, we we talked earlier outside of the program about the fact that that smartphones are with us, and I'm even using mine uh, for health purposes. I'm a type one diabetic, and I've now got it um, communicating with my continuous glucose monitor to to let me know how I'm doing throughout the day. So we're, That's awesome. we're yeah yeah we're not we're not trying to to cut off technology. What we're trying to do is make sure that as parents. We're well-equipped to be able to train the next generation to use it responsibly and to use it in a way that would honor God. And uh, let me mention those uh, the, the, the two specific things that uh, Axis is offering. First of all, the, the free cultural translator, which uh, every Friday you get an email with uh, great insight and information about how to connect with your kids. And also the 30-day smartphone family reboot. Again, both of those are available on your website, Axis.org, right? Yes, sir. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for spending time with us and uh, look forward to our next visit on License to Parent. Keep up the great work, David. Thanks. And you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. Now, while there, you can hear past conversations on a variety of topics crucial to today's Christian parent and Christian teen. You can also check out Trace's blog and you can learn more about Shepherd's Hill Academy, which, as we often mention, is the year-long Christ-centered therapeutic residential program for troubled teens that is the organization we're a part of. As we mention each week, residential care is an expensive prospect for any family, and we'd hate to think that a family couldn't get the help it needs simply for lack of funding. We're committed to doing our part every day to offer what help we can, but we need others to do their part as well in order to help this work continue. 
If you feel that God would have you step up in this area and help financially, we would be most grateful, and your donation in any amount would be a big help. You can donate securely online by clicking the Donate tab at the top of the page when you visit LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, asking you to let a fellow parent know about the program and then plan on joining us again next time to renew your Licensed to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else or something else will. God bless you. See you next time.